Athletics Podcast. I got my guys Q and Tevin in here, myself, Kyle Coglatori, and a special guest, Trevor Mbakwe. What's up, man? What's going on? Thank How you been? Me. Oh, Good. of course. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate yeah. you coming through. What's going on here with these, these hoops? You said you're ready to lace them up again. Yeah, I'm ready. You, you guys convinced me. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Go home watch some YouTube videos. The rest of the day. Five minutes ago, you were saying you didn't even miss it. <laughs> right. See how quick that changes? Yeah, yeah you're ready to go. Oh, dude, so you know what? A re- real question starting it off. You know, I was talking with Tuck because I was telling him when he when he came, Tuck was in here last week. But I was telling him, uh, God, this is going to be tough because Trevor's going to be coming in here. I don't know what he's going to do with these ceilings. And I go, he's 6'8. He goes, Boy, he's not 6'8. He goes, You're going to be disappointed. Hey, man, your shoes on. The right, right yeah, ruler. That's right, what we yeah, tell exactly. Q. Q says he's six foot two. Q ain't no hey, six man, foot. You can add a couple inches yeah. on them rosters, man. Yeah, with them print shoes, baby. That's like, when, I, when I was in high school, I had an afro, and my basketball coach on our rosters said I was like six eight or something like six four. <laughs> he would include my afro in the height on the. On you the felt program. so good that day. You're like, whatever. <laughs> So I, what know, I used to hate when they hyped up the high so like mm-hmm. six ten. I'm like, come on, man! You know, I walk in, it's like, <laughs> they look at me like I thought you were six ten. You play big though. Yeah, yeah. You play big, man. You 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 are one of the the biggest grinders I've ever seen, bro. You're you're full of energy. You play good defense, unreal defense. You play. You're you're just a hustler, dude. And watching you play that way, what what got you that way? What most people don't have it, especially today. You know, people uh, don't have that work hard. Just uh, just some coaches, AU coaches back in the day. You know, that's when I was c- coming up being undersized. You know, Jason Max Hill, like watching like a lot of those undersized four men league at the time. Uh, Brandon Bass, uh, just the list goes on. And that was kind of like their niche. That was the way they played. And I don't know, for whatever reason, that's just always how that's just you know, started me at a young age and it followed me through the rest of my career. The hard work paid off. Yeah, it, it did. For sure, for sure. So then what was, it, what was it like with the AAU? Who were you with? You were playing with Pulley, right? Yeah, I played Pulley. Yep. So yeah. who was your coach then? Uh, coach Love. Coach Love. Yeah, coach Harris. Yeah. And that was with uh, Matt Janney was on your team. Uh, I played. I played with all of them, bro. Bryce, uh, Bryce Webster, Isaiah Dahman, uh, Corey Johnson. Uh, yeah, Matt Janning. This list goes on. All the top guys. <laughs> this is crazy. So yeah. I, you know, I, I'd like to find out what what you thought about your AAU experience, going through all that. AU was fun. I wish we had the EYBL, you know, that came yeah. like a couple years after we left, which is pretty cool. But it was fun, you know, going around playing against the top top guys in the country. You know, every weekend was a big tournament. You know, you're playing against the Blake Griffs, all the guy, top Nike guys. And, you know, it's fun to say like you're sponsored by Nike. And, but it was, it was some of the best times of my life, you know, traveling, you know, on the road, just being kids, just playing basketball, playing 10 games in one day. Right. <laughs> that was real. Right. Was, ah, that was so fun. Yeah. So, it was, you know, those days we had a game like at 11 at night and I had to wake up at 8 the next morning and play. So, but it was fun, you know. I'm sure, like, you guys had the same yeah. experiences as going around. Do you remember, uh, I mean, I mean, a lot of people, that's where they kind of make their name for themselves. For you, do you feel like that's that's what kind of let people know who you were? What, what tournaments kind of got you to that point? Um, 
Well, geez, that's a good question. I think it started my freshman year at Nationals. We went to Nationals, had a really good showing. Our team almost went to the Final Four. Then, you know, that's when the rankings started coming out. So he's going, okay, then I was going to start being ranked. And then the next year, then I started having – because I always played up. So then I think just, you know, once you play up and you can show that you can compete at that same level, like you have a whole different confidence. And I think that was a tournament sophomore year we played against um, – Ah, uh, what's his name from Texas? He was a big guy. He was one and done. Went to Texas, and I had a, you know, I competed, played, outplayed him, and it's like, you know, yeah. what? I can do this. I wish I could remember his name, but that's gonna bother me the rest of the day. But it, it was fun. It was funny uh, last week when Tuck was talking. He said he he this knew is too it. much. Tuck is talking. Who listens to Tuck talk? <laughs> <laughs> but he was telling us how he gave Clay Clay Thompson buckets. Is it proof? I'd like to see the film right. of that. I would he said he gave him like 35. I believe they probably how many did Clay give him? So when you were playing though, and you played against like the Blake Griffins, what what do you remember about that kind of stuff? Like, well, Blake Griffin bust my ass. Like, did was, he? Yeah. No, <laughs> that was before he got big. It was like it was him, Zabe Henry. They had some other guy. It was like an eight o'clock game. It was like OKC's finest or something like that. You know, we wake up. That was before. I was like, who's this guy? And he came in, dunked like the first three <laughs> possessions down. I'm looking at the coach like, hey. He's good. He's, he's, he's the real deal. And then later on, he started, you know, he ended up being the number one player. But, um, yeah, we, it was fun that, you know, this 07 class too, I think it was one of the best classes outside. You know, Dave oh, yeah. Rose, Michael Beasley, uh, OJ Mayo. Like, it was so, it was, and they all on the Nike circuit too. So it was, it was some, some battles. Could yeah. Blake shoot then? Or was he no. just a pure dunker? He was just 6'9, right. 260. It's hard to stop. Yeah, look what he was doing his rookie year in the league. And it's like, yeah. that's what he was doing in high school. So it was Head above the rim. Too, yeah. Oh, my God. But you could fly too. I mean, you got a lot of bounce, yeah. as we just saw in the highlight. What was it like, you know, what, what's the way I want to say it? When you, were, when you were blocking guys like that, when was that moment when you were really... Right, because well, you like you know what you, I'm saying. You realize that you're more athletic than other people. So you could do yeah, things. you know like, what I mean. You really stuck up for you. Like, oh, you have a layup. Nope, no, you don't. Like, when yeah, you realize yeah. that, oh, I'm different, and I can, you know, I can make other people think they're going to get a bucket and just take that away at any time. Well, middle school, probably, you know, yeah. middle school. Yeah, middle school, because I was always kind of one of the taller kids, and and yeah. once I started putting it together, and then you know, you're playing against most time maybe shorter guys, or maybe guys not as athletic as you, and. As, yeah, and in the coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think when you when you got to the AAU, obviously that was your big turning point? Was high school ball as important to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it high was. School, especially for me, it was kind of like just you know compete against other my other friends, other teammates, and we had some big rivals and kids or guys who I was playing against in our conference, and it was always fun. I played varsity my freshman year, so I kind of got a taste of it early. And then it was kind of like me and Cole Alrich was always kind of like one and one. So yep. it was kind of like, let's make sure that he was like my big, like him and Noah Dahlman was like my big, like competition at the time. So I yeah. always wanted to like, in my Bust mind, their ass. Yeah, or just, you know, have a better season or do whatever I can. So yeah. like, kind of, you know. Was it always a good competitive, like, like good friendship through it, but then still yeah. competitive, let them know like, hey man, no, I'm going to get you here. Yeah, for sure. It was always fun, you know, playing against those guys. Like, you know, we're all cool off the court. And, but they, I think we all, you know, want to needed that push. Yeah, Hell yeah! It. And I think that kind of helped us all along, all along the, the way. Okay, so with Henry, what was the experience that transition from AAU? You're playing up now. You're coming back to Henry. Is it just easy? 
Was it was it was it just the drop off that much different, or was it? Because we always had talent in Minnesota. It's mm-hmm. just we did the way social media is now. It's just like a whole nother level. I like couldn't we, even imagine what it'd be like back then. Yeah. So like everybody, oh Minnesota's fun. Like no, we've always had talent. You know the Royces, Rodney, myself, Cole, and like yeah. you know, Blake, and like a lot of guys who play at a high level. We just it's just now social media the way it is. Everybody's it's knows about exposure. It. Yeah, and it's a lot more. But. uh it was no, there's like the college like said, the competition is always good, especially, you know, as a freshman sophomore playing varsity, you know, you're always going to be going against bigger guys and some guys maybe more talented than you at the time or whatnot. And uh, we, the classic bourbon at the time was pretty good conference. We, you know, Tartan, St. Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, we always play against Creighton, a lot of the other St. Paul schools. So it was, the competition was always pretty good. Were you, uh, are you kind of sad that you didn't have that social media? You know, that, that exposure back then, do you feel like Sad. that would have been good or do you think it would have been bad? It would have been bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it probably would have been bad. Got you in some more trouble. I back in the day, so that's how I what I did. Like, it's probably a good thing that came later on for me. <laughs> so, with, with uh, Henry Sibley, I mean, if you would have stayed there, you would have been all-time leading scorer for sure. What made you leave? I wanted Peter Leslie to get that. Yeah. Well, uh, that such a Shout good out Pete. Shout out Pete. I wanted Peter to get it. Uh... It just was some things behind the scenes that were going on between like uh, some of my family and some of the administration, and uh, we thought since I was I committed to Marquette, it was like okay, let's experience you know the Catholic to kind of transition and go into college. And I think at the day, like I didn't want to leave personally because I. Uh, you know, I grew up with my friends. We've been playing together since middle school, and um, that's. But you know, on the day you're a kid, and you got yeah. to kind of follow what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what your parents tell you to do. Well, you showed all that St. Bernard's too. I mean, nothing. You went up. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And would you say the team was as good or? Oh, uh, we're good. I mean, but I do. Like one of my best friends was on the team, so I kind of was one of the reasons I went over there and. The team was pretty, but we, but simply we had a really good team too. I think we could have yeah. went to state in, you know, four A at the time, and that would have been the first time. Yeah, because you had Halverson and you had, at Pete. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the teams right oh, now. Yeah, you guys had we some were, tall really boys yeah. too. Yeah. That was a scary team. I mean, and Pete, yeah, Pete could shoot. Yeah, Pete was a good scorer, great scorer, and loved playing with him. You know. Yeah. yeah he throw the ball to me anywhere. Stop <laughs> 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 guards here. <laughs> just give, it, just throw it up. <laughs> that, that's, that's the that's the easiest players to play with. You got to make a good pass. You just out here collecting assists. <laughs> somewhere. Right. <laughs> so, I, so I can get it. <laughs> so what was the recruiting process? Because you committed to Marquette early. Yeah. What made you pick Marquette over all the other schools? Uh, Coach Crean at the time, uh, he recruited, he offered me a scholarship my freshman year. Yeah. You know, at the time, that's when Dwayne Wade and they were coming up. They had the final four pushes, and, uh, you know, he, we just kind of built that relationship early. Then I had a pretty good recruiting process. You know, I got offered by a lot of the big schools, Arizona, Florida, uh, Georgetown at the time. Um, so it, it was tough at the time, but... I think just the connection, I kind of wanted to be away from home, but I didn't want to be too far from home. And mm. I saw, like, what he was doing at that program. You know, you go to a Marquette game, it was an 18th. They, you know, they're more fans at Marquette games yeah. than Bucks fans are games at a lot of times. And they'll play in the NBA arena. And, and for a coach, you know, who was regarded as one of the top coaches at the time, um, it would have been nice to stay home, but it was a lot of, like, craziness going on at the Minnesota at the time. You know, we they were kind of figuring out, is Dan Munson going to stay? Is he going to get fired? You know, at that time. And, um... At the time, I just felt pretty comfortable. Just like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Like, they were at all the games. You know, the tension was there. And like I said, it was, it was, it was far enough from home. Mm-hmm. I could still get back if I wanted to on the weekends and be close to my uh, family and friends. Did you go back a lot? Well, I mean, as much as we can. You know, yeah. you have, like the two days here. Is, right. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of time. Yeah, it's not a lot of time. You know, you, 
but and I, I feel like back then they didn't hook you up with traveling and stuff back then either like it was more out of pocket wasn't it uh yeah but i had one of my older uh, one of my teammates dan Fitzgerald at the time he okay. was there so like a lot of time he'll come back i'll just hit a ride with him oh, that's me and angel robinson because she was over yeah. at the time too so we just kind of like just sneak in the back and just hop up <laughs> and just tell us when he's gonna pick us up to go back <laughs> <laughs> that makes it really easy. so let's talk about the the freshman year was that kind of a hard transition coming in there you know not getting you know going from being the standout the man to then kind of you know, right, yeah, it kind of is a red shirt because you got hurt and stuff. Yeah, so my freshman year was tough. Well, it started off slow because I had to get, it took me a while to get cleared by the clearinghouse. So then I got cleared like right before uh, Night Madness or like the first official week of practice. Had a really good week going into it. I would have been starting my freshman year. Yeah. Um, had a good few scrimmages. We actually scrimmaged like Kansas State. I had like 17 and 10 against Michael Beasley and no that goals guy. So like I was coming into it feeling good. And then a week later, uh, we were in practice. One of my teammates at the time, Dominic James, you yeah. know, was like our star player. Yeah, he. <laughs> I Being a Wisconsin kid, I definitely remember yeah. Dom. Yeah. He was a bucket. Yeah. Um, you know, he falls down. So, being a freshman, kind of yeah, like, okay, yeah. let me run and go pick him up. And I slipped in this puddle of sweat. And I tore my LCL at the time. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, so that was tough. And so I had to get surgery. And I was okay, me four months out. And then, you know, me. So this will bother me too. So so I missed that part. So obviously as a you know freshman, like you have these big goals coming into the season. You know, mm-hmm. people are talking highly of you, you know, you're feeling really good with the team. We were a top fifteen a top fifteen team at the time and then you get hurt. So the whole time I'm trying to my mind's like, okay. He says four months, but I could probably get back in two and a half, three months. Yeah. So, you know, I did whatever I could and then end up having a conversation with Coach Crean. This is around like January, February, which which is stupid, which makes it, which bothers me still. Yeah. Kind of because I feel like I took an advantage of. It's like, we have these conversations and it's like, hey, do you want to come back and play? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to come back and play. Yeah. I want to be part of the team. Like not knowing, like, I, I mean, you come in as a freshman and now you're coming into the middle of the Big East schedule, which at the time was the best conference. You know, we had 10 yeah. teams, you know, Syracuse, right. UConn, like, you know, Louisville, like that's when the Big East was rocking. Yeah. So then we end up having this conversation, and the doctors clear me. And so basically, like, everybody was, who was on, you know, thought it was a bad idea. And, and they should have held you back. Yeah, because right. I lost a rest year to play yeah. 10 games or 12 games, whatever it was. And so then, so then, you know, I trusted Coach Crean at the time. I, you know, he's still a good coach. And I, but, so I trusted him. He to didn't do, that. do what was right for you, though, no. personally, individually. Especially for, you know, you technically take this 15 year old, he built this relationship for three, four years. Yeah, you, you trust know, you him. You tell him, hey, you know, I got you, this is that. And then you lie. You lie. At that time, you know, you no, know, don't worry, I could do this. Mm-hmm. So then the season ends, we lose to who we lose to. We lost like Villanova or somebody to go to Sweet 16 at the time. And then the season ends, a week or two goes by, you know, we're having all our end of the season conversations, you know, mm-hmm. this is the goal for next season, this is what we want from you. Yeah. Then three days later, you know, it's April 1st, April Fool's Day. Still remember this day, me and some of my, my teammates still talk about it. It's our off day. We're all just chilling in the, door, uh, the apartments. Pardon interruption comes on. Oh, shit. Flashes, Tom Creed, leave for Indiana. We're like, nah, this is a joke. Damn. It's like, we're like, nah, it's not true. And then we get a whole bunch of calls from everybody. And I was just saying, 
Yeah, so I found out he was leaving after the scene within there, a few days. No. There was no team meeting, no nothing? No. Then afterwards, he tried to have a meeting with us, and he was, I mean. Too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, yeah, no, like, go somewhere else, right? I don't want to see no tears. I don't want to see, you know, I'm mad nah. already. I was like, I came here for you. Like, you know, Marquette's a beautiful, a great school, whatever mm-hmm. it is, but they, you know. But like, you sold me. Yeah, and that's what NCAA, I hate that I pay up with them. I was like, oh, you choose the school. I mean, the school is, you know, it's fine, but. You're going for the coach. You're yeah. going for the team environment. Relationships. And, yeah. And when you said you had like a, it was tough to get through the NCAA clearinghouse. Was there anything in particular that? God, uh, just uh, it was like a class that they were, they had to register and it just took them forever. It was like a class that I took that they was, was I had to take a summer school class in yeah. order to complete something. I took it at a uh, one of those private schools. Uh, some some private school, some small school, yeah. and then so I took it in, and they just wanted to make sure it was like a legit class yeah. at the time and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's all it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you're going through that, in your mind, are you like, damn, I want to go to Indiana or just no? He and then you were just hate him. Like, do you want to come in? No. Like you have some nerve. <laughs> so what was going through your mind there? Like obviously you feel deceited, like like deceitful, like this dude just dogged you out. Yeah, but that's why. I- that's when I, for the first time I was like, okay, this is a business. And they, yep. he didn't have mm-hmm. to take the Indiana job because Marquette would have paid him whatever he wanted. He always, you know, it's a private school, right. it's yeah. a basketball school. Like, he could have got whatever Indiana gave him in more by staying. But I was like, hey, you know what? This is a business. I, I get it. I would say I was pretty mad at him for a long period of time. Or not maybe mad. Just, just hurt. Yeah, yeah like, it's hurt. like, come on, man. I came here. I trusted yeah, you like in my life. Father figure to me. Like, yeah. you know, you told me all this other stuff. But yeah, the conversation happened. I was like, hell no, I'm not going to India. <laughs> like, so, what was that conversation like when he did have that team meeting with you guys? Man, we were all checked out. Like, it was yeah. like, you know, especially like with Dom, Jerome McNeil, those, those guys who kind of, built, you know, built up. It likes a lot of us, you know, it was like, it was a close team. And you go through this experience, and you like he recruit all of them from you know young age, and you tell them all the time. Like, I remember one of his speeches he gave me is like, "Cause I asked him, cause he was one of the hottest coaches at the time. I was like, are you gonna be here? And he pulls out his wallet, like you know, like shows all the credit cards and all. So like, I have, I have no reason to leave. Man. I have a private jet. And this, this, and that. I'm like, okay, like okay, I got Sounds it. Good. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Selling candy. Basically, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was maybe a, probably a hard decision, but in the day, like you know, he went. To he want that was a goal of his a coach at one of those top you know a, you know power blue yeah. collar schools yeah. at the time man and and at least it's like he left for Indiana which is like a historically great university it's not like he went to some like middle of nowhere terrible <laughs> school it's like a Florida Gulf Coast Damn. or something <laughs> University of Wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> oh oops sorry <laughs> that's for Jordan shout out Jordan yeah, yeah exactly that probably would hurt a little bit. maybe that would have been easier it's like when your ex leaves for somebody less than you maybe right yeah you want to at least look back and say like you know what I'm better than him <laughs> yeah I look better than him you downgraded congratulations right, right. you played yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then you're sitting there thinking immediately, well, where am I going to go? You don't want to stay? Yeah, so Buzz Williams was a coach, great coach. By the time, he was an assistant. Yeah. And I, he came my first year, or my first, my first, my freshman year, and I didn't know him. I didn't have a relationship with him. And, you know, every coach on the coaching staff has a different role. Like, you have a coach that's kind of cool. You have the coach that's yeah. like a hard ass or, you know, whatever it is. And he was a hard ass. He's Buzz Williams. That's why he's had a success. And at that time, I was like, yo, like, Nah, I'm this not feeling you, this. This is an assistant coach. I do not want to see as a head coach. Can you hear all the stories? You know, like even I'm sure he's got better now. Just like the first couple of weeks of practice, you know, not there's no ball. You know, it's like that yeah. military like mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, yeah, do I want to be doing army <laughs> stuff? <laughs> be stuck in here again. But 
So I gave it a shot. And that's part of the reason I ended up going to JUCO is because I, I went through the summer, went through all this stuff. And then at the end of the summer, you know, when you go back to school, you just, and I was just like, I don't want to go back. Yeah. But at the time, a lot of schools were, the scholarship was already filled up. And I waited, I waited too long to do it. And then there were some other schools, but like, I don't want to just jump into a situation. Yeah. So I got, so I had, a, I knew a couple of friends who were at this Miami Dade school in Miami. I was like, okay, go to Miami, check it out. Yeah. I knew the following year I was going to go back to Minnesota because Minnesota, Coach, they had a scholarship opening up, but just not at the time. So I was like, yeah. I'll go back home. I had a son at the time. Coach yep. Smith came here this first year. We well, still have a son now, still. Oh, yeah, still have yeah. a son. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he just went to school. So, <laughs> so you go to Miami. So I go to Miami. Um, Norm's like, you know what? Let me just go to Miami for you. Let me just play. Yeah. Uh, sit out another year. Which you I, killed it. Yeah. You destroyed. Yeah. Actually. But then I just wanted to play. Yeah. And Claria sat out a year and I didn't want to sit out another year if I transferred and I didn't want to just rush any other school and just be, you know, in the situation I want to be in. So yeah, I went to JUCO. It was obviously an interesting, a different change of pace. Yeah, you know, from yeah. Flying private to taking buses and eating at Golden Corral. Instead of steakhouses. Yeah, I was like, what is this? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah humbly, yes, for sure. Makes you appreciate other things a lot more. But um, yeah, went to JUCO. It was a fun time. Had a great team. We we're nationally ranked a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I think I was first or se- I was player of the year in, in, the, in the state of Florida. First, first or second team, bro, you, uh, JUCO or something. I know I got I got you, I got your highlight all your, all your stuff right here. Sixteen point three, three point or thirteen point two boards and two point seven blocks. Like you were Jeez. doing whatever you wanted, doing whatever you wanted. So I mean, you're going through all that. What was that experience like? Because you ended up having a little bit of a hiccup in that situation before then, which kind of messed up going back to the U for a second because yeah. people want to know how it was going to play out. Right. So yeah. Then, yeah, so I, there was an incident down there involving a young lady. So the incident was she, so she was assaulted on the campus that we're living on, and, she, and it got back. So also she picked me out of a, our team roster page. She was like, it's a tall black guy. Excuse you. Yeah, so the whole team. All the whole team. <laughs> oh, but the, that's why the case is frustrating because it was like, she picked out two different people, even like when it was like, like literally like two different people. And I was like, yeah. the other guy looked nothing like, you know, I'm on a, I have, it was so like I had proof that I was on the phone with my girl, my wife, my current wife. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, there's text messages, there's stuff going through and like, but it's just like a, it was a long process because they want to make sure because there was a, there was a victim and they want to go through the due process and all the other stuff. But obviously it, it messed me up. Well, yeah, it tarnishes your name. Yeah. And then I'm coming here, you know, a lot, a lot. Like, and you knew you were coming here. Yeah, I knew I was coming here. So like that was, so that was obviously you start off on a rough, a rough note. And it just kept getting delayed and get delayed. And then, like, obviously, the University of Minnesota, they, you know, they were involved. The lawyers are involved. So everybody knew the situation, the case, knew what was going on. It just kept getting delayed because Florida system was just was terrible. I don't know if it's how it is now. And, but it was fresh for me, you know, because I come in, I want to play, I'm back home, and I yeah. can't. And then you have people looking at me. It's like, oh, did, you know, did he just do this? And, like, I was like, so it, it, was, it was a frustrating yeah. process for and sure. And it's hard for media, you know, saying what they want to say or, or yeah. depicting it how they want to pick, depict it for a story. And you can't, I mean, you couldn't speak on it. Right. Yeah. And you can't defend yourself. Right. And on top of that, being a young kid with all that coming at you, like, yeah. that's, that's insane. And it was tough because I came out with Royce. Yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah. Royce. There was an... Royce was having issues too. So yeah, so every time something happened, my name got through back. Yeah. Then. So I was like, okay, Royce, 
Love Royce, like something like you know, he's we just need to chill. Yeah, like, I was like, come on, Royce, please. Like, you keep, I'm, I'm not even, you know, so like, it's a, you know, security guard, and it's like anything that can happen yeah. with anybody. Oh, and Trevor and Bach with this. I was like, come on, like, I'm just trying to like lay low, yeah. just do my thing, just trying to get cleared. But the you, they, I mean, they did what they had to do, I understand at the time. They, but like, but at the same they, time, they do you feel like here. they did enough for the player? I mean, I, 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 especially at the time, I feel like the U of M was so unorganized so they were not knowing what they were supposed to be doing i feel like in a lot of you know situations they, they did not handle properly yeah and i mean it bothered me initially because they let you in the school you expect to play yeah, that's what, what you want to do they're doing all these things they're, they're telling me that they're supporting me they're you know we're gonna do this together and then then but you felt alone with it all yeah i did because you know day, i'm like yeah like you're ba- you're saying these things but basically you're like you're still in, in a party, he wants to be like, yo, you're the adults. Like, I'm the kid. You're supposed to be helping me, molding me into this right. this person I'm supposed to become. You're supposed to be helping me get to where I want to be. Right. And and I've seen other, I've seen other schools, you know. There's an incident some kid at UCLA. I can't remember his name. It's a similar thing. They He's still playing. You know, they let him play. They, you know, let that yeah. process happen. I was like. Because they didn't want to deal with the ramifications yeah. if they did let you play. Which is, right. which again, screwed you out another year of school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so. Yeah, so uh, yeah, exactly. So another another season. I'm okay. I come back home after finally playing, having a great year, showing them back healthy, mm-hmm. and come back home, and then I'm still another year. So yeah, um, and, and I thought, and I got a clearance because I was going to transfer. You know, yep. I was I was mad about the situation was was going on. You know, he kept telling me one month, so now it's December, and then so I got clearance. I was I was really close to transferring. I was on where are you going to go? University of Memphis. Oh, for real? Yeah. So wait, so you would have been on the team with like uh, Derrick Rose and no, whatever because yeah, you no, was No, it would have been like Will Barton. Okay. Um, Will Barton's cold. Yeah, so yeah, they had a top recruiting class coming, like Chris Crawford, uh, some guys, uh, Wesley Witherspoon. Um, yeah. But it, you guys would have been nice. Yeah, I mean, and it would have that conference, conference USA, you know. Right, it's yeah. a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go from the Big Ten to Conference USA, just hand me the conference championship. Right now. <laughs> but, um, so you almost transferred. What made you not? Uh, I just had a final sit down with Coach with, uh, with Coach Smith, and he just kind of like just reassured me. He was like, you know, I'm not gonna. No matter what we're playing you next year, yeah, regardless yeah, of what's going on, because you know, he was frustrated too. You know, you lose, you know, because they are the situation with the Royce. You know, so you have you know you have this top 15 class coming in, and two of the top players or two of the top or your top guys can't play. Yeah, and you know they were kind of doing the same thing with Royce. Obviously, his situation was a little bit different, but, you know, he, he's a, a McDonald's American come in, so you handle that, so he's frustrated already because, you know. And then fans are already hating because they're sitting there thinking, we're finally going to be good for the first time <laughs> in a minute. They're already mad. Like, one, they don't keep, like, historically don't keep in And that was the one year they did. The one year. The one year. can play? Bro, we got Trevor Royce and Rodney. We were like, it's over. It's over. So... Going into that, I mean, when you finally got to play, you you killed it. You led the Big Ten in rebounds. You did whatever you wanted. You you were a big man on campus. Yeah, it was it was great. It was a great year. It started <laughs> off really great. Ended poorly, but that was you know just some Minnesota luck, you know. Yeah. Al breaks his foot. Devote yep. decides to transfer. Yeah. <laughs> the season. That's. Uh, what was that like as a teammate seeing all that kind of just unfold? You just. 
it was tough because, you know, we we came into the season, we came out hot, you know, playing. We won the Puerto Rico tip-off, beat West Virginia. It was top 15, top 10 at the time. Beat North Carolina. It was top five at the time with Harrison Barnes. It was mm-hmm. Zellers. You know, I was the MVP of the tournament. Then we came up. We had a big win at Florida State, ACC Big Ten Challenge, and they were top. Uh, so we went in from, like, Underdogs to top 15 with them. People know it. Now, you know, it's feeling good. Especially for me, like, finally get a chance to play, playing like I want to play. And, and, you know, it was too good to be true. <laughs> what, was, what, was, what was Tubby Smith telling you like during that time when you guys do go from kind of nobody's expecting anything of you to ranked? Because he came from Kentucky, right? Where it was, I mean, their perennial powerhouse. And then, so did he have any, what was like kind of his motivation or wisdom he gave to you guys? I think, I think for him, I think something he always preached to us was uh, never get too high, never get too low. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you might have 41 day. I'm sure, like, we should probably have a few times. But the <laughs> next day, you might have five. You know, it's just like, you're not as good as you think you are. You're not as bad as you think you are. Yeah. That type of mentality. And for us, we're always just kind of hungry because we already, de- you know, just being local guys like, you know, Al, Blake, me, those guys, okay, we're finally doing what yeah. we want to do, Rodney. And, but, you know, then we just, we just hit a tough stretch. You know, we start off at Michigan State on the road. Then we went to Wisconsin. Then Al gets hurt, our starting point guard at the time. He breaks his foot. Then I started shooting guard at the time. Devoe Joseph, he he decides he just uh, he just he had his other stuff going on. He decides to transfer to University of Oregon at the time. So were you guys caught off guard by that one, or did you guys all kind of yeah, know? Yeah, you know what, you know, when you're laying around, yeah. you're talking smack to your teammates, you're like mad, you're like, man, I'm gonna leave. You're like, yeah, whatever. We all say that. So <laughs> <laughs> they were on the back of the bus. He's like, no, I'm leaving. We're like, oh, here we go. We just lost at Michigan State. He didn't play as much, and he didn't like where the season was headed for. Oh, man. We're like, whatever. The next morning, the practice comes around. We're like, where's the ball? He's gone. He really jet. Oh, he was serious. We're just joking this whole Y'all start texting around the spot? Yeah, but so that really hurt, you know. Cause we already lost Justin, Justin Cobbs before that, yeah. which would have, because he left after his freshman year. So if we would have had him, we just, they just, you know, you lose three starting guards and, you know, yeah. two of them go to Pac-10 and are all Pac-10 players, you know, like they're good players. And yeah. So then it's kind of messed up the whole dynamic of our team and we hit. Um, Justin you know, Cobb was that Chris Brown looking dude. Yeah, 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 he was nice. Yeah, he was really good. Um and then we said it messed up the whole dynamic of the team because you know, yeah. we had to move Blake Hoffarber, you know, was a great shooter. Now he's yeah. in point guard position. He's not, mm-hmm. He never played point his whole life. Yep. And, but we still had a chance to make the tournament. We had a we lost it ourselves down the stretch. I think we lost like six of eight games by like less than four or five points, and it all came down to the end. It was just like. Well, injury, I mean, that's a lot to overcome in general. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> especially like you said, you're losing your ball handler, your facilitator. And Al knows, dude, he's a ball player. Yeah. He's a hooper. Yeah. So Al, shout out Al. If you ever want to come on the show, we'd love to talk to you. <laughs> but yeah, he was a, he was dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and like you said, Blake Blake's another Minnesota great, like you said, and he's a shooter. Yeah, one of the so best shooters that, I ever played with. Hell yeah! It, uh, you were just talking about his. He's the oh, Gatorade yeah. the, on the back, on the back, back shot, yeah. Yeah. but then hit that shot right before it to even tie it up. Yeah, <laughs> he's just crazy, crazy, crazy. So then things didn't end the right way then or that year. The following year, that's the year you hurt your knee, right? Hell yeah. So, yeah. what was that all like Jeez, again? A lot of array of emotions. 
<laughs> getting you all on the board, man. So, yeah, so that summer, uh, big summer for me. Uh, went to all the elite camps. You know, they invite the top mm-hmm. 20 co- college players or like, to, yeah, to, and so they come to camp. So I went to, got invited to Mari Stalmeyer's camp, yeah. who was one of my favorite players at the time. Go there, play well. So then once there, you go to, they, you get invited to LeBron camp, which is like the elite camp, you know, that's when all the top, they have the top recruits there. Yeah. And so I went there, played really, played, played really well. Cause that's why Anthony Davis, so uh, it was like, it was poop. It was, it was a really good camp. And then got invited to go to the Team USA for the World College University yeah. games. Which you killed at. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you invite to that, it's like the top 12, you know, you go to at that time, it was China. It's like it's like the second biggest event outside the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's like teams from all over the country. It's like really like a mini Olympics, which is really good. So had a really great showing. You know, coming on you know draft boards. You know, top fifty. You know, this you see first round. Yep. You know, already had to come off a good season. Next year was supposed to be even better. Got a good recruiting class coming in. Uh, now it's another chance. You know, yeah. okay, now let's do this over again. So, man. Five games to the season. We're at the Old Spice Championship game versus uh, Dayton. God damn. ACL, tear my ACL. I was like, damn. Uh, ESPN game, so, you know, my phone's being blown up. It's, champion, it's a championship game, you know, and then it's just like, I was in denial, you know. I, I yeah. went down. I was like, so, I, you know, I try to step it up, try to walk it off. Took it one step, called the trailer, like, no. And... Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was in that season. So what, type, what type of play was that? Was it like a fall or land awkwardly? Just like a plant about plant. to go up to block a shot or do something. And I don't even think the play even counts. I still haven't watched the game. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't watch it yeah. either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the play even I think my, like Dre or somebody would have fouled one of the players and he was going. And I was, sorry, I was about to go plant just to like make a play. And then it just buckled on me. And uh, yeah, so then that was... I, I haven't been back to Orlando since. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go back either. <laughs> nah, we're going to Disney World in California. We're not going to Orlando. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, at that time it's tough because you're like, you know, I might have this, you know, because I thought about leaving the year before, but, you know, the lockout was going to come. It was mm-hmm. like this lockout season. And it's like, okay, let me just come back and, you know, have another season and go out, you know, on better terms. And yeah. Make the tournament, do do all that stuff, and then you know five, six games to the season. You know the Thanksgiving tournaments, and that happens. And so it was a tough, a tough situation. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Do you have regrets because of that, or do you feel like everything's supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen? Just to make sure both. You know, sometimes it's like, oh damn, I should have left. I knew it should have left. And then some. Another time it's like. Not as much because I, I still, I, then I came back after ACL, had a, you know, yeah. solid season, got invited to the combine. So I still had the chances, but in the day it was just kind of like, it definitely hurt me by having yeah. an ACL injury at the time because I was, I was, then it's a second E injury and it's just like, so yep. all the red flags and questions started coming up and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially with a non contact <clears throat> type of knee injury where you're like doing something you do a oh, thousand yeah. times a game, like it's chances are not that it necessarily would have happened, but there was a chance that it could have happened. So it's better, at least better that to deal with it like that than having somebody come into your knee from the side or something. Yeah, so it wasn't oh, just yeah. a fluke random play. So that, I guess right. that kind of helps deal with it a little bit too. When you're going through, I mean, that, that, that year when you came back and you were dealing with some other. Just dumb stuff on top of that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it just a lot of it was kind of the the perfect storm for headache for you at that time too. Were you on your knee? Was it just how, what was the overwhelming thoughts in your mind? Were you just like, dude, I just want to get through this season, 
Were you feeling like, am, am I rushing back too quick? Like you said, your freshman year, where you felt like the coach wasn't doing what was best for you? Well, you can't rush back to ACL. It was like, yeah. I knew the season was done. It was just more like the mentality trying to get back again. You know, the, my the get mentality. get a, a red like, shirt for it. <clears throat> yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, getting yeah. approved. So, I mean, just to think as, as a person, everything that's going on. Yeah. But I didn't know mental. about that until, excuse me, until, uh, until April. So I mean, you're still going through. It's like I don't know if I'm get the red shirt. I don't know if I'm yeah. gonna come back. I don't know if you know, am I turning pro after the season. How you know, just a lot of questions going on. Yeah. So what was I mean when you're going through all that? What was what was Tubby saying to you? I mean, was the U of M? Do you feel like they backed you on all that too? Yeah, I mean they got me. You know, it wasn't easy in the sixth year. Uh, even like Maturi at the time, who didn't. So a big the big thing was like that's the year I set out. Uh, for the the case in Miami, yeah, and so like we had the athletic director and the whole school like they backed it and like, they did all the stuff they could to give me an extra year. So you know they end up supporting me, which yeah, you know they they end up you know having my back throughout the whole process. In that case, it was actually supposed to be dropped, and you got played out over a freaking Facebook message. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. bro, over nothing. Yeah, I said an ex of mine uh, who was mad at me. Uh, I thought I thought we were fine, you know. Time went yeah. by, and uh, so I sent her a "Hey, hope all is well, get well" type of you know message. Yeah, Facebook. nothing malicious, like <laughs> super <laughs> super nice. So man, so cops pull up to my door or my apartment where I'm staying with my wife and my son. I'm just like, what's going on? It's like. You did you send this message? I was like, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I was like, this is a joke, and then so I guess she's still mad at me. She, <laughs> so, oh my god. So yeah, so yeah, and that was ten days away from getting that that uh, case dropped. Yeah, no, it was less. It was something around exactly. So, yeah, and that everything would have been done. Everything would have been done. Finally, would have got that case situated. So then that made that brought more stuff eventually, and then. So, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing because, you know, we had a big game versus Purdue coming up. I still remember. And then I'm in the office with Coach, and he's just like, he's mad. I was like, Coach, I mean, I just yeah. you know, just was trying to be nice and, you know, trying to, like, you know, yeah. say there's no issues. I have any issues with you. Hopefully that we could be friends in the future. And I guess she had different thoughts. <laughs> coach was like, 10 days. I couldn't have waited 10 days. <laughs> So Nothing like a woman yeah. scoring, bro. Yeah, so it was a big game versus Purdue, which we ended up winning. You know, that's, that was they were like top fifteen at the time, big ESPN game. Blake went for like thirty. I had to sit out. I, I had to sit out like the first ten minutes of the game or something like that. That's what yeah. we were doing. But One of those suspensions. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, I understand. Oh, he had to be sitting in the office, so like, I know. I don't even want to do this to you. But everybody knew right. it was stupid, though. Like, you know, even yeah. fans to come sign like free Trevor. It was like, you know, <laughs> so I check in. The crowd goes crazy. It was like, which was cool. But I was like, it was embarrassing. It was like, come on. So obviously, my wife's mad at me. She's like, well, why are you writing? Because like, <laughs> she's like, it's stupid too. But I, I was a, I'm a nice guy. I know I'm a nice, I'm a nice guy. guy. <laughs> that was the last happy holiday card I wrote. <laughs> Even my mom was like, you did not get anything from me. <laughs> it's too funny, bro. Well, well I'm, I mean, you came back. You had a really good year that year, too. And then, like you said, ended up finishing that, going to the scouting combine, answering questions about your knees, the, the, the two two injuries with that. And then, I mean, prepping for all that, do you feel like that season you just played, you were at, like, 100%? No. What do you feel like you were playing at? 70. 70? Because it took me a while to even get, you know, I was playing with a brace for the first half. Yeah. You know, I'm going to explain my, a lot of my games based on my explosion. Yeah. You know, you know they, that, your ACL is like that second year you get it back. And I was, you know, I was kind of trying to get acclimated again back into the season. And it just, 
once the big ten came around, I started feeling more comfortable. But still, like you know, it was more mental for me. It was just like. Yeah. Oh, if I do this, you know, what can I do? And then I start, I stopped playing on my brace because I couldn't play with it. And it's kind of like, you know, the back of my mind is like, you know, there's sometimes you might land, land a little awkward. And you're like, okay, is everything working right? How, how much do you think it altered your game? Like, how much do you feel like you, you held yourself back? Because um, it is a big mental thing. Yeah. Enough. I think there's times I let loose, but then sometimes I just didn't have the explosion that back either. So, like, you know, watching AP, he comes back, he runs for like 7,000 yards. <laughs> right. I was just like, oh, shit. I was my dog, hold on. Why am I not like this? Better call Joel Boy. <laughs> right. So it was crazy, though, because when I tore my ACL, uh, I tore mine first, then AP tore his, and yeah. then Ricky Rubio tore his, like, wall within, like, a month. So it was just like, it was crazy. So, yeah. It was, you guys all rehabbing together? I would, no. <laughs> I'm a little bit lower level than that. I don't know what AP did that year, but it was, so I'm, you know. But um, it slowed me down a little bit, but I think um, but I, I did enough to show, like, you know, I'm still can be that player. Uh, still led the league in rebounding. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking I was second team, all Big Ten still. Still solid. It wasn't like a yeah. crazy year, but it was, you know, it was a good enough year. Especially the team that we had success that year. We, we were top 10 for a while. Yeah. We had a tough st- uh, stretch in the playoffs or uh, the conference and made the tournament. Lost to Florida to go to Sweet 16. Yeah, man. I remember watching that. I, was, yeah. we were, I mean, we had a group. Yeah, we, yeah. So. We were getting smacked and we were. <laughs> We wanted it as bad as you wanted it. Yeah, that was a tough Florida team. You know, Patrick Young, Scott Wilbekin. I don't remember who else. Uh, they they were, you know, they ended up going to the Final Four, I think, that year. Patrick Young, that's the dude that looked like a defensive end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the name. That dude was. I remember he sent me one time. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, Metcalf. Yeah. You know, <laughs> bigger than DJ Metcalf. <laughs> like DK, yeah. So going from there then, prepping for that combine. Give us that whole kind of deal, you know, like, what's that like answering all those questions and, and you know, showing, hey, no, I'm still the same dude. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was up and down, you know, it's tiring, you know, you made with a lot of teams. I think the, like, 16 workouts, I did both the combines. Um, you know, I, had, I, was, I was having good, you know, good feedback. You know, obviously, you know, the biggest thing was, you know, it was the knees, but it was like all the, the off-the-court stuff, like, you know, asking yeah. questions like, what's It all this? came at the yeah. worst possible yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. It's just having to answer the same questions over and over again and, you know, kind of feel that as just like, all right, what's the next question? I understand. Okay, yeah. All right. I know it's coming. Right. It's coming the way, like. Honest to God, that's why I think Royce was on to something with the, the, the mental stuff with it all because I feel like you're at such a young age and so much is thrown at you. I don't know how people can cope with it. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and you think about the situation with that. You had six years of it yeah. just thrown at you. Yeah. So I think about that, and I think, man, I don't even know how I'd react. I know I'd be doing real, and for you to keep your head on straight, I'd be doing real dumb stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't I don't see why they aren't protecting people more in that avenue in general because it it doesn't make sense not to. Right. No, for sure. I mean, you're you're putting people in situations that they're you know most people one percent of the world not even even know what that's like. Right. Yeah. But it's and it all comes down to just money. It's a billion dollar industry, so. They're going to say, well, and they got billions, so take care of right. them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, to help somebody through that process, they're going to, like, the general public is going to be more so, like, they're going to jump to a conclusion, and that's going to affect their ratings or whatever, which is going to affect their money. And there's, like, well, we might as well just replace you with somebody else, then work with right. you. Through it's it. next man up, okay? Yeah. It's the next batch of people coming up. You know, this mentality, basically, you know. So. Yeah, and the scrutiny is just <clears throat> absurd, though. Yeah. So going from there to then deciding the pro stuff. 
I mean, you you were with the Lakers. You were with the Wolves. You did a lot of that. Yeah, I did all the summer league stuff. Um, and I know Flip really wanted you, actually. Yeah, Flip was, man, I love big, Flip. Yeah, Flip yeah. was a big guy. He, you know, he was big for me even come back here. You know, he kind of like... R.I.P. Mindset would have come, yeah, no, for sure. I remember I was at the... Uh, yeah. yeah, Flip was, you know, he was very supportive, you know. Yeah. He, he was supporting me a lot through it all the time, man. You know, very vocal about a lot of, like, positive stuff with me, like, on yeah. social media. I mean, we had a lot of exchanges, and he was very helpful throughout the whole process. And I, at the time, I thought I was going to get drafted by the Wolves. Yeah. I think my, my agent at the time kind of talked me out of, like, because t- it would have been late second round. So it was like, you know what, keep your options open. We'll go from there. And then I just started getting offers in Europe that were kind of, like, guaranteed. And, or not, they were guaranteed, like, for, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of okay. I can take this gamble, but then they are going to sit here and you know, collect yeah. this money, and then you know, from I have a family, so I then yep. can't just you know bounce around a G League. I can, I can pursue. But you want to take care of them after yeah, that? You know, mm-hmm. I already did enough years in college, and I'm already be kind of set behind, and so just yeah. So then talking with Flip, I mean, him being a huge supporter, do you have a good relationship with Ryan too? No, no, I mean, not as much. Solid enough. Like I saw him like a couple weeks ago downtown after one of their games, and like it was a relationship. But he was kind of he was out, and then he was kind of like grind mode, like trying yeah, to yeah. figure out his coaching stuff. And Flip was kind of in between taking the, the Wolves job at the time and just being you know being around. He's a lot. Of, he was like a lot of games, and he was just more you know uh, just out there a little bit more. Okay, so then you also thought though the Lakers was a. A real good opportunity. Yeah, so, yeah, but then, so I had a training camp offer from them, but I had a big contract in Europe yeah. <laughs> waiting for me, so it was kind of like, well, it was a tough decision, but in the day, like, I ended up obviously staying in Europe and signing the deal and just going from there, and that's kind of was my thing. It was like, I could pursue the NBA. I have a good chance, you know, of having good seasons in Europe, get a lot of good feedback, play well at the, you know, summer league, but... Unless, you know, they throw one yeah. real contracts. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> 75 to come to camp and this and that. Like, it's fine, but. you like, no, I need that bread. <laughs> right, I need that bag. Huh? Gotta go get yeah. it. So what was it like coming out of school to find your agent? Did, or did your agent find you? How did that all kind of go down? Um, I, well, I, I'm on my second agent now. I've been through the last six years. My first agent, I kind of knew him for a while. Okay. Uh, I think he was connected with one of the, uh, what's coming as coaches uh, I knew growing up. And, you know, it was a big agent. It's Kevin Garnett's agent, Amy okay. Miller at the time. And, uh, you know, he's a big player. And I was like, and so we kind of built a relationship kind of early on. Yeah. And I felt, you know, I was like. <laughs> yeah, good enough for KG, good right, enough for right. me. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. so then when you're going overseas, I, I know off camera we were talking about how much of a culture shock that all was. And especially you have a family already. Yeah. How hard is it navigating that as a, you know, a husband uh, or, or at the time you were a boyfriend, but I mean, you're, you're now wife and your son and, and now your daughter. Yeah. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Cause again, nobody knows these things, you know, everybody can say, oh, he's doing that. That's awesome. But nobody knows what it's like, you know, trying to show them a new country. Nobody right. even speaks the language. And yeah, I mean, it's a great experience, but yeah, it was definitely challenging at first, you know, for me and my wife at the time, or my girlfriend, my wife at the time. I got signed. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So I have no family anymore. Yeah. <laughs> kids at the time. Yeah, kids at the time. <laughs> wife at the time. Yeah, <laughs> See what happens when you get on podcast? You know, like in your face. Um,. Yeah, it was a culture shock. You know, you go on Italy, you know, it's Rome. Great opportunity. Um, 
It was, beautiful, probably. Yeah, beautiful place. But you know, it was a culture shock, you know. Yeah. As a coming here, not really knowing what to expect. Uh, one of my one of my, be- or one of my best friends, Jordan, one of my best friends, was <laughs> yeah. on that team. And so he kind of talked me into Shout it. Shout out Jordan. Shout out JT. Uh, he was on that team, and he kind of he had a good season prior to that. And he kind of like filled me in, but he came late because he was dealing with the injury. So like I was there. It's hip, right? Yeah, it's hip. Yep. I just remember like uh, within like the first month I was around. I was like, man, I just want to do it. Like, I was just like, you know, you get these little angry coaches, like short people who never played, not short pe- people who never played in their lives. And, He's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, do I really want to do this? And you kind of like, you know, it's a difference. You going from being in college, you know, you, your next goal is to play in the NBA, and then you go there. And the next day, like all these guys in Italy is like their next contract, and they're hungry. Yep. Like you know, they have families, and you can't just come in and kind of like you know just be there. You have to like go hard, yeah, every day, yeah, or yeah, exactly. It's just like it's a different thing. It goes from like being like a kid to being like, oh shit, like my my family's the money don't to put them on the table is every game, you know, that yeah. mentality. Especially in Europe, a lot of contracts are one year contracts, so you're always playing for that next contract. Even a guaranteed contract in Europe doesn't mean anything. You can sign a three year guaranteed, but you might not make it to that second year. Yeah. And so but then I end up, you know, figuring it out. And they had a lot, a lot of good vets around me to kind of like point me in the right direction and end up having a really good season. We lost to Matt Janning's team to go to yeah. to finals and uh, really had a really good season. I think it was like uh, average a double. Oh yeah, average a double double. Oh yeah, you did. And, uh, I, I actually, bro, we could pull up the stats. I had this all say, like, uh, dude, yeah, you you're destroying ten and six and ten and one and one and a half blocks a game. I mean, you're shooting fifty eight point nine percent from the field. Yeah, you were just destroying. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, yeah, so it was a good, a good season. First year as a pro, yeah. one of the top leagues, you know, Italy top league in Europe. And you know, then you started to get that confidence. You know what? Then you know, start getting big offers coming around. Like you feel like your knees finally back. Yeah, yeah. So that year, I was, yeah. I was my leg uh, um, explosion was back. Start feeling confident. Wasn't thinking about my knee at all. Yeah, and just just had a really good, you know, just ended up being a really good experience for me. And I mean, as tough as it would be, it had to be somewhat easier having your boy Jordan there with you, you know, at at least for that little bit that he was there before he had to leave again for injury. But I mean, to get acclimated in that situation and the food's probably not that crazy out there, but it's got to be tough. Not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Italy is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) But it's got to be hard not knowing where like a grocery store is. Yeah. Yeah. You get lost in the translations and like having to use a Google uh, translator. But like I said, like just having good players around you, other foreigners kind of help you along the way. But, you know, it's still adjustment. You're gone for nine months out of the year. Then yeah. My wife, too, she's gone. And she's kind of, like, on her own, raising a kid by herself without, mm. you know, family and stuff to, like, kind of send off yeah. to them at the time. But you have to get heated with a lot of them Italian guys out there trying to come at your girl? <laughs> They're real friendly over there. Oh, yeah, too friendly. Okay, now, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's change that accent. Yeah. <laughs> Back up. Yeah, right. was, it, uh, was, it hard, was it a hard sell to get her to go over to Rome, or does she look at more like, oh, I've always wanted to like, travel yeah. the world, like I can yeah. go over there very easily? Yeah. Uh, I don't think she was sold really at first, but I think once they start kind of, hey, you know what, a year, right. so just, let's give it out. A lot of her family's uh, is from Italy, like yeah. her ancestors and stuff, so I think it was kind of like part of that, too, and 
but we ended up enjoying it. It was, it was fun. I mean, the only you know the traffic is just like getting anywhere in Rome is just like unbelievable. And like like some New York street, type yeah, stuff. Down the street, it takes forty five minutes, so that that was hard to adjust to, especially for her because she was driving her kid back and forth to school. No kids. Like five miles, you know, the international school like five miles away, but you know she's yeah. five hours in the day. Going back and forth, just yeah. And how old were your kids when you moved over there? Uh, my my daughter was, wasn't born yet. My son, okay. uh, he was full, full five. Oh, okay, so he not quite yeah, not quite old enough where he didn't have like a lot of attachments back home. Oh, but his yeah. kid looked like he was like eight. His kid, <laughs> biggest kid you'll ever see. Bro, his son is. He, I remember at the games he was like two, and he looked like he was like five or six. <laughs> He's like tall, tall, tall. But then the other funny thing that we were talking about is the accents. You know, your daughter, you said your daughter was born and she had an Italian accent, you know, and being around you and, and your wife, you, where did it, I mean, did it just freak you out? Kind of like, hey, girl, no, we're from America. Yeah, nah, it was cute, though. It's like, so she was born in Israel. We had her in Tel Aviv, or my wife had her in Tel Aviv. And uh, so she kind of grew up in Israel. Okay. So then the next year, following year, we went to Italy. And it was just like, for whatever reason, she just got around Picked the kids it up. and she started pretending like she was Italian, too. <laughs> <laughs> so she's walking around with this Italian accent, saying si and grazie and all this other stuff. So it was hilarious. So I was like, yeah, her, some of her first words were like Italian words. <laughs> and your son was speaking German and Italian. Yeah, so my son was, yeah, because he went to a Germany uh the international school closed, so he had a yeah. base, and it closed right the year before we got there. And uh, so he had to go to a German school. So a lot of his classmates are speaking German, German, and, and he kind of picked up on it. And he, you know, he was kind of helping us around. You know, we go to the grocery no store, kidding. he would tell us what you know. Trans, he was our translator. Dang, no yeah. kidding, that's, that's you know, smart, seven, smart little yeah, kid. At seven years old, <laughs> so it was real easy for him to trans. You know, tra yeah, you know transition kid, to yeah, that. When yeah. you're a kid, you could kind of pick up on things a lot more, a lot quicker. So I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was struggling with just the ABCs. <laughs> did you ever have to like? Did he ever, when you're trying to like yell at him, say something to you in German? You're like, no, 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 no. What you translate? hold on, take that back. <laughs> nah, not too many of those things, but it, it was fun. It was, it was a good experience for him, you know, just to uh, grow up and you know spend half his life growing up in Europe and having all the different you know experiences and travel all those different places at such a young age. I think. You know, oh yeah, the yeah. diversity that he's going to be exposed to is just going to help him out in the long run. Yeah. So now he's at a public school this year. He's like, oh wow, like you know, he started to see those dumbass kids. One language yeah, speaking like, mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Was he sad to come back to the States or did he miss all his boys out there? I think it's a mix. I think he was excited to come back. I think there's times that we all like, you know, miss being back over there, you know, just, just that experience. But I think it's been fun for him to be back with like a lot of his family and some friends they starting to like build on and kind of like in half for the rest of his life in the community. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is the, uh, I mean, do you think he's following in dad's footsteps right away? No. No? Nah. I, he started. He started to come along though. So I never pushed basketball on him. You know, I, I was, yeah. like, mm. you know, like I don't want to be those parents. Like I play now, you have to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that? You, like? You're gonna be like that. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's tough. My wife's a big dancer, so my wife wants to teach. If we have boys, they're gonna be in dance. She does all that. She owns a dance studio. Nine hundred kids, like crazy into it. Mm -hmm. I never knew anything about dance till I met my wife or dated her. I never seen a dance show. Nothing in my life. Uh. And I'm like, we're not going to have boys doing dance. 
She's like, yeah, the hell we're not. No, yeah, good footwork. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't know about Are that. Are you dancing? Dude, I have two left feet. <laughs> I give you a, one, a two step. That's it. I'll go. I'll give you two a little stab. That's about as crazy as I get. But so, I mean, that was crazy for me. For me, it was always football or basketball. Base, baseball was really big in my family. Yeah. I um, want my son to get into baseball. He played baseball a couple of times in my serious my money. Brother-in-law, you know? he's a, he played baseball in college. So, like, that's. Save you only good on your body, you know, like have mm. a long career, and it's just hard getting to the big leagues, Guarantee but, contracts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, um, so he started playing basketball. I put him at AU uh, last year, and he was, it was overwhelming for me, too. It was like, you know, you have these fifth graders running NBA sets, you know, wow, one, really three, pick it. and roll. I was just like, and, you know, I was just like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> you're stepping in fifth grade. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> And, you know, for him, like, I just, since I was so busy, I never had a chance to, like, kind of, like, you know, teach him the game and do that until this year. And then he played on some teams this year, and I think he's starting to get into confidence. And now, you know, just it was a thing, just confidence and, like, you know, not, and just enjoying it. And that's that's what I kind of just wanted to do for him. So is it weird being, I mean, are you coaching then? Or are you just no, helping no, out when no, you can? Or? Side, no, I can't coach. Nah. It's too stressful. <laughs> no, just, yeah. Especially when you play at such a high level and you see people doing stuff where you're like, like I need you guys to do this the right. way that it's supposed to be done. You look at it from a skewed perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Like, just dunk the ball in fourth grade. You know, just, <laughs> just dunk it on them. You know? <laughs> oh, you can't do that? Oh, okay. No, All right. <laughs> so, bringing it back to playing, some of the issues we were talking about was sometimes teams aren't even play, paying you on time. Yeah. And that's stuff that you had to deal with, with two clubs. Yeah. Give us some of that experience and what what you had to go through with that. I mean, I know in one place you said Greece, they're known for being late. Yeah, yeah exactly, which is crazy. But, I, like, I played in some great teams. At, you know, money was early a lot of times, you know. Say it's going to come on first, it'll be on the 31st if it's a holiday, you know, something like that. But and my Shout first, out those teams. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um there's a lot, you know, just some countries, you know, like even like a lot of Greece probably is the worst. You know, they, their economy has been struggling a lot for the last, you know, several years. Like even their top teams who are paying big monies, yeah. you know, they're months behind on, on, on payments. Okay. And, you know, so I, I've had teams late. I've only had to sue one team, which is, a, you know, which I just won my case with team in Greece. And it's frustrating, you know, just like. It just come it's it's right there, and then you see them start signing yeah. players, and it's like you know you you had the money's there, so how? And and that's when FIBA, I don't think they do the best job stepping in. You know, it's like you can't owe guys from four years ago and still sign new guys to contracts. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then I mean, a lot of these guys they could fold a team and just start a new team and just yeah. get out of it. it yeah. Essentially, go just change ownership and yeah, yeah, bankrupt their team and say whatever to everybody they owed kind of deal. Well, one of my teammates in my t- uh, on the second in Torino, he uh, Lamar. Uh, sorry, I can't say his name. Damn, can we take? That <laughs> yeah, we just cut that back. We'll go back and edit that out. <laughs> well, my former team. <laughs> we'll edit out twelve fifteen. We'll edit that out. <laughs> uh, well, my former team. Yeah, so the team ended up folding because the owners were terrible. Uh, good situation, and then so he went to. Second league, second division, and they owed him a few hundred thousand. So he won his lawsuit against them, but then they folded. So like so now he yeah. still can't even collect. So he can't, he can't collect unless they go back. But then at that point, you know, who knows? And it's just like that's some serious change, man. Yeah, I know exactly. So, you know, you're banking on that for a year, and then that, you don't get it, and it's just like in your time. Yeah, you know, you don't get the time back. No, you just play for free. Basically, you yeah. for the you know first few months that you're there, and then you know. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> he that's never how, played. I don't think can't happen. That's how people get shot, though, for real. Uh, I'm not it's kidding. A, like that's it's some throw business, man. It's yeah, but people wonder why people kill people. That's why. That's that's for sure why. I I couldn't imagine somebody taking 100k, 200k, whatever it is from me. But I mean, I just kill anybody either, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the Clinton Porter steal where Clinton pulled up with the gun. He was ready to kill that dude. Remember that special on 30 for 30? No, nah? okay. Oh, the who? Clint Portis. He got robbed of all that money. He had oh, like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he had like ninety six million. He signed with the like he had from his playing days. He did not get like robbed that. of no ninety six million dollars. <laughs> he gave it to the people who were the financial somebody. advisors <laughs> through the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> he just, had a, he just casually nah. had a bag of ninety six million dollars <laughs> sitting in his house. I think it might have been like fifty six million. Now I'm thinking about it. Ninety six would have been AP. But fifty six. Much better. That's a pallet of money. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this, but the financial planners that were appointed by the NFL were who were the financial planners for Clinton Portis. He thought, well, the NFL brought these people in. They must be legit. And so his like money, they invested it. Yeah, that's, They extorted okay, a bunch right. of players. You made it sound he like... He pulled up on them with okay. a gun about to shoot them. Right. But and then decided not that's, to. That's 100% <laughs> different than... You made it sound like somebody broke into his house. I just shortened the story. I, just <laughs> made, it, I made a real <laughs> picture of boy. And they were like, what is this over here? Is that $96 million in that bag? Damn, yeah, well, I go. wish it was the chain instead of the, the cash. <laughs> they take the chain. <laughs> this is the part where we get off topic, but it's... A, <laughs> Shout out Clint Porter. I hope he's doing well and he got his bread back. For real, that's the saddest thing ever. No, it's a lot of stories. You know, even KG and like AP. You know, a lot of Tim Duncan. Like it does. Yeah, yeah. You just you get put in these situations and it's like you think you trust somebody and you walk out and you know you're down millions of dollars. I can't even imagine, man. I'm I'm too broke to ever think about losing a hundred dollars, let alone millions, hundreds of thousands. How much money is in that backpack? It looks like about thirty million from here. I gotta pick it up and shake it to be sure. <laughs> Walk around like Floyd Mayweather. Nothing but cash. Crazy. So, what you thinking about the league right now? Where it's at? Did you catch any of that All Star game? Yeah. Do you like uh, that yeah. that setup? Like set At first, I was hating it until I saw it, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually they're playing. Same. I like them playing." Yeah, they mm-hmm. sold it. You know, the first quarter, and I was like, "Okay, this is back to all star though." Dunk, dunk. Yeah, I like they played defense for like the first minute of the game. Like, oh, this is gonna be intense, and they was like, "Nope, we're not doing this." But not the fourth quarter. That yeah. with the, what's the rule called? The the Elam ending? TBT, the Elam ending. Yeah, that's dope. I love that concept. That was crazy, and and to see that actually all that money went to a good cause. I mean, I feel bad for what was that the East that that missed out on majority of it, right? Uh, but then, what was it, Giannis? Yeah, because yeah. I mean they tied for the last two quarters, and then that that fourth one kind of got all the marbles there. Yeah. So I mean, I felt bad for him for that, but I mean that it, at least it gets to go to a good cause, and it's, it's something that they're actually playing sure, for. Yeah. No, it, it was definitely it was really fun to watch. That whole weekend was fun. Uh, the dunk contest. Yeah. Um, Ag get robbed. Yeah, for sure. D Wade, yeah, come on. <laughs> I think if anything, no, no, I think I think Cole. Yes, like just give him the ball. Like, it yeah, was, right. yeah, well, why yeah, not? Yeah, that would have been not? dope. Yeah, that, that's at least what you should have done. Yeah. I think just do the Steve they, Harvey. They haven't done that before. So <laughs> Steve <why> Harvey. <laughs> I did the wrong thing. I'm sorry. This isn't yours. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, because they haven't done that before, that's probably why they didn't want to. Oh, for sure. Cole, yeah. you know, and I think they just need a different 
scoring system. Well, they said they want to do the dunk off for an extra dunk at the end. Yeah, that's that was what they the reason. Do. It should just be yeah. like that was what they're trying to do. Dunks until one of they you said guys that one of them messed up the the scoring, and that's why it didn't go. It was supposed to be just another dunk off for them to each do another dunk. Yeah, I just don't comment through everybody under the bus. But somebody messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when when you have a missed dunk attempt, they would dock you for that? Yeah. You can't miss a dunk and That's, they still get a 50. Like, But it's crazy right. to think, like, VC was doing that when you couldn't mess up. Right, like, one was, take. One take Drake. <laughs> Boom. That's why it was so exciting, though, because yeah. you, you didn't know what to expect. And when it happened, it's like, whoa, okay, yep. now he deserves mm-hmm. a 50. Not... Let us see. Oh, we get what you're trying to do. See your ten misses. Okay. So what do you think about today's game in general though? Do you like watching these 140, 150 point games? Is it No. I mean, uh, no, I, don't. I mean, no, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I mean, it, it's been good for me because, like, undersized players like me have I've made money now because yeah. being like you know, undersized centers and like just be able to switch and do all that type of stuff. But I'm not a fan. Like, just watching teams go back and shoot threes, zero from defense, one, three to the next three, and it's like it's it's sometimes it's fun to watch. Like, you know, the games starting to get better. Like the more they starting to get, like the Lakers Clipper game was fun mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. I think playoffs will I mean that's the only time people really want to watch NBA ball if you really like hoops. When it matters. Yeah, for real. I, I wish it was more like the college game though. You know, I, I wish you could actually touch a guy and it not be a foul and Yeah, and all the extra flopping and it's like you know, like it's it's impressive when the, the shots are going in, like when mm-hmm. Rocket when James Harden yeah. gets high, he's oh, like damn. But when they're not hitting it, it's yeah, so hard like, to yeah. watch. <laughs> I can't so watch that. Like the, the was that last week when they went like oh for like three for yeah. three, yeah. like <laughs> at what point we like, you know what, just forget the analytics, let's just get a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get a layup. <laughs> it's like it's not it doesn't look good, man. It's just like it slows up yeah, I don't know, like sometimes it's like when to me, it just bothered me. Like a couple years ago, with KD, you know, they were like the best three, like KD, Steph, and Clay, yeah. best three shooters, you know, team ever on ever. a team. And they finished that season like number nine attempts. Yeah, you know, it was like how eight teams shooting better than the best team. In the right, league, yeah. you know, that makes no sense. Deficiency. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And then, you know, but I mean, overall, I mean, the test talent to the more guys are more athletic and like you know from that aspect, but. And it, the honing skill, the skill is crazier, but it, it, it makes you wonder what guys, like for me now, growing up watching 90s basketball, seeing, I guess, real defense being played, you wonder which guys could actually still play in that yeah. gen- generation. And I, 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 I mean, you know, like a KD could, but I don't think a James Harden could. I don't think he'd survive. I mean, maybe he'd change his whole game, I but I mean, if he played game, the way yeah, he plays yeah, now, nah. he's getting he's, wrecked. Uh, yeah, he's already changed, he's changed over the years. It's like, went from like getting the buckets like now, it's like all this extra, like, you know. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I just want to jump in on that. It's like as amazing as James Harden is. It's so tough to watch a Rockets game when he has the ball the entire shot clock. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Just, like it's like one, they're not, they don't have a center anymore, so it's completely small ball, and it's five out. Yeah, literally five out, and he's yeah. dribbling until five on the clock. And so there's no air in the ball. Step back, pull up. I like to do a quick pass at four seconds. Yeah. Like, oh, you with two seconds, and you better be ready. Dude, I'll be so heated. Like, what you expect me to do with this ball? I'm now? giving it back. I'm gonna get right back. Step back to half court. Yeah, yeah. Giannis off ball, closing out. No. And, and I wanted to back up just a little bit because you talked about playing Marquette and at Minnesota as well in the tournament. Like you go from as a kid, March Madness, like Christ. When I was in high school, I used to re- 
like take off school just to sit and watch it. Like, what's that? I still do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Going in and Where like, that's on at work, <laughs> right? Like, what what was that like? A dream come true to play yeah. in the NCAA tournament? Not for sure, especially my first my first man Marquette. You know, it's a big celebration, or like you know, all the fans come out to watch Selection Sunday. We, we, mm -hmm. we were gonna be a good seat. I think we were like four at that time, and you know, just like the, it's involved. You know, that's what we watch. You know, Selection yeah. Sunday. So like being a part of that, having all the, you know, cheering with all the friends, uh, your teammates and the fans and. It was fun, and you know, then we got put in. We were in uh, Pasadena or Anaheim, so we're like, okay, cool. It's Milwaukee in March. How yeah. We get to go to Cali for a week, right? <laughs> but then we played against. Uh, so and then we played. Since, uh, we played Stanford in the first round. So it was like, you know, at that time it's the Lopez brothers and me. I'm just like, you know, it's like, some big boys. Yeah, it's big boys, and you know, they're both supposed to be first round pick. Brooke, Brooke's supposed to be a lottery pick, and it's just all you know. It was, it was a fun experience, even at Minnesota. Um, we were, you know, watching at the bar and watching us, you know, with all the teammates and the cameras and stuff like that. It's just like, just that whole process. You know, everybody's getting the hype. You know, people are picking you to win these games. You know, yeah. everybody's, you know, you have the support. And, you know, it's just like all all over. It's fun. So it's fun to watch. Dude, yeah, it was fun to watch you guys watch. I'm really sad because I feel like that's the first time we had some real, real talent in a long time. I... I, I'm sad because I feel like if if you really look on paper, bro, I feel like we underachieved for what it could have been. And I, yeah. I don't know if that's, you know, partially the school itself or Tubby's situation. I just feel like a lot of stuff was a mess back then. Yeah, I mean, we were changing ADs at the time. And just like I, I didn't think firing Tubby was the right move at that time. For I mean... Like you know, he's come off a playoff uh, tournament berth. He's you know he's shown he's he, he's kept the in-state talent yeah. here. He yeah. just every year just something happened. Yeah, like, it was you know injuries. You can't predict you know something off court. Like you know he did what he did every year that was here. We were ranked at some point in the season. It's just something happened. But you know he was you know he's old school. But you know he has everybody in the city loved him and he was doing he was doing those things like that. The, the year that he got fired, we were top five. You know top eight. Yeah. You know he had big ESPN games and like how do you just you know, give him one more. Yeah, I know you're a new AD. You want to bring your own person in. Yeah. And at the time, everybody was talking about Shaka Smart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Coach Smith, I love you. You know, but you can get Shaka Smart and, you know, the, v, the, the ADs, VCU guys are all your VCU guys. And Shaka's the next up-and-coming guy. You know, 30, yeah. he could, you know, lead your program to the next point. And Shaka doesn't come. You know? Yeah. You know, it's just like they don't, I don't feel like they didn't really have a plan. I don't think so either. I think a lot of stuff, maybe it was those guys' first time experiencing or being in those situations to make decisions like that. And things just didn't go the way they wanted them to go. Right. But I mean, it was way too sloppy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't calculated enough, and that's yeah, something you need sense. to have. And like, I think Coach Patino's been doing a really good job, you know, for those seven yeah. years, even at this year's team. Uh, but been real know, good you know, with who he's getting. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. getting the players for sure. But I mean, at the time, you know, obviously we didn't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. and we we're like. Oh, just knew his dad. Rich Patino. Yeah. No, Rich Patino. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> missing Hold some on, letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the wrong guy. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's, he's proven that he's a great, great coach, but, you know, he's coming off of 11 and 20. Yeah. I don't know his record at FIU at the time. It was like, okay. And, you know, it'd be a completely different story if Coffee would have stayed one more year. People wouldn't even be talking about him the way they're talking about him right now. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's what I say. Even this, this year's team, they, they lost games they shouldn't win, but, you know, they were a term, they were talking about the tournament for, you know, majority yeah. of the season. So, but, yeah, if Amir stays, it's a whole different story. Yeah. You, know, you have a third player who can get you a bucket, which is the issue this year with this team. And you wonder if that would help with in-state talent, too. I mean, this year is a, a big year. I mean, with, with Suggs and, and uh, Dawson Garcia, who, who's my boy from Prior Lake. I mean, it's sad seeing him go to Marquette, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that, that hurts the state. 
And yeah, unfortunately, but you got to do what's best for you. Yeah, I understand. But, I mean, yeah, I can't say anything because I went to Marquette too. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's that kind of deal. If you get yeah. guys to stay in state, those are big, yeah. big ball players. Yeah, that's the tough thing about it. You know, like you know, you lose Trey and those guys to Duke. Yeah. Right, if Coach K or Coach Kyle right. come calling, you go. I'll be mad at you as a go fan <laughs> for staying here. But you know, but the, like you know, there's been so much talent. McKinley Wright at Colorado. You know, mm-hmm. the guy down in Texas and. Uh, and the, like losing those guys to Colorado and like Marquette and what's in Wisconsin, it's just like at some point we have to be able to keep our players here yeah. and, and figure it out. Like before the excuses of facilities, now we have some nice facilities in the Big yeah. Ten. We it's just, we have the best city in the Big Ten. Oh, for sure. It's like you go to a lot of these, they're all college towns, you know, Purdue, West, West, there's nothing to do there. There's nothing to do with East Lansing. I mean, but obviously it's Michigan State, but you know know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I think that almost helps those schools because it creates a better environment for when, like if you're in Wisconsin or if you're out in, like I went to school at North Dakota State where there's nothing to do, so everybody goes to the football games, everybody goes to basketball games. We're here in Minneapolis. There's a lot of options. There's music music acts coming in, like there's professional teams, so it's like you lose that kind of college atmosphere so it almost almost hurts us in a way too yeah i think part of it too is a lot of these it's the back door you know we're all been used to going up to the u watching games our whole life so it's like yeah. kind of like a oh my god experience right so but now with fleck what he's doing like i think that's gonna be huge Boy, for basketball good, too yeah. like you know watching some of those games you go to you know as a college high school you will go to some of those games you see that Just, uh, environment you know yeah when football's rocking everything else is rocking you know yep so I hope it turns around, man. It's it really, will. Like, but he's got talent to say. You know, Mary he State got. Mary oh State, yeah, he's, he's standing. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't have talent. I'm just saying. I mean, the kid who went to Arizona, he's a good See? ball player. You wonder if he didn't recruit Zeke hard enough, or what happened there. Like, it's just. See, he just got freshman of the year in the Pac-12 too. He's destroying kids, and he, he's another high energy together? guy. Yeah. Dude, I, I think about stuff like that all the time, and, and you wonder, you know, what the deal is. You know, why why aren't they doing that? Or, or are people scared that the school is not going to back them enough? I mean, there was the issues with the football team with, you know, Winfield. He wanted to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a, one of the best players on our team that we've had in a long time. Yeah. And you sit there and you think about that. Is the school not putting, you know, helping them out a little bit more? And I know that's kind of messed up to say give student-athletes more than what you're giving them. But, I mean, yeah, they're not getting paid. At least you should do, you know, protect your investment. Yeah, but they're already doing that. And, like, when you say, like, the Winfield situation or, like, the wrestling team with their scandal, well, this, like, you can't just, like, just because I mean, they're athletes try and, oh, we're going to protect you because you guys well, were out here like doing it. like a thing or something, right? Or well, no, they were all selling Xanax to all the <laughs> so college so students. Wrestlers. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you can't, like, how is a, as a university you can't be like, we know you guys are selling Xanax, but we're going to help you sweep this under the rug because we want it. And then that just but, but adds you know to what? the uh, favoritism. For me, no, I, which I agree at. Don't, so yeah. when I say this, don't. But that's what some of the big schools are doing. Oh, no, and that's exactly what all the big schools are doing. Yeah, you're, 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 you're getting paid, you're getting all types of benefits. Yeah, but Minnesota, I think, was, we're a big media town, and, like, for it just everything comes out at some point. Yeah. Like, every scandal that can happen, I feel like, <laughs> gets put out. But right. this is what I'm schools. saying. I, you, you go ahead, and I'll, I'll get to my thought. But I, think, I just think some other schools, just, like, they do it better. Like, you know, like Michigan State, all this stuff coming out, that was like, oh, nine years ago. <laughs> 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 Never right. happens while it's happening. <laughs> 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 
like, <laughs> now you're right. telling me about something that happened in 2000. Like, come right. on. Or even like when Reggie Bush got caught with all like the money and stuff, it was like he was already in the league cashing the check. They're like, you have to give your highest back. He's like, all right, here you go, take it. Like, I have another replica made. Don't worry about it. Fine. <laughs> but I mean, for me, I'm not saying, I mean, you're selling drugs or whatever. Yeah, you're, you're doing something dumb that you're going to get in trouble for that. Right, but I'm saying good. kids are going to drink. Kids, and, and this is another dumb thing, like, I'm a big CBD, I, mm-hmm. I believe in that, I think that that's something that should be allowed, I, I don't know for college, but for sure pros, I don't think that that should be somebody that's limiting things, but I think getting people off, like, opium, drugs, and stuff like right. that, that's that's a bad move for kids, but those are things that the U of M is going to know, these kids are going to be smoking weed, these kids are going to be around alcohol, we know this. Maybe we should watch over them a little bit to keep them out of trouble. Right, and that and that stuff does happen. Like they, coaches will say like, you know, hey, call me if you guys are out drinking, even if you're underage. Like I'm gonna make sure you guys get home safe rather than having you get into trouble. Or like if you guys are gonna drink, I know you're gonna drink. Do it in your whatever right. in your apartment. Be safe. Don't go, yeah, yeah. Don't go out with a fake idea because people know you guys. Right. And so they do do things like that. And so it's when kids are extra dumb. And that's when it gets yeah, caught like, up. Yeah, some stuff like you there. know, like uh, well, how long can you sell Xanax for to the kids? Yeah, you know, before everybody's like, gonna yeah. find out. Right, that's the kind of stuff that. Yeah, I don't know, man. But Trevor, it's all. It's been super fun that's having you on here. Fun. Whenever you want to come back, we want you back. Okay. If you ever want to talk about anything? Now, when Jordan gets here, I'm definitely gonna be here. I gotta watch this. We'll one. do a double team. Yeah. You come on <laughs> in, it'll take you both at the same time. Hear the stories. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you coming Appreciate out. It. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we're out.